0: What is up, asymmetry? What's going on, everybody? Uh, Always love sitting down with this guy. You all know what I think of Todd Schlafer, a tremendous friend, just a a wonderful bonsai professional. And I've been following Todd's progression of his build-out of his space as, uh, as his bonsai practice continues to evolve and uh, had to catch up with him. We, we, we definitely had a low key conversation to about the midpoint of the podcast and then boom, it ramped up and, and we went deep. Um, first part will be relaxing. Second part, you know, see what you think about it. But I think uh, quality subject matter as always and, uh, and I enjoy this guy and watching his rise in bonsai. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Todd Schlafer, everybody. Hey, there he is. There I am. Oh man, that picture behind you is ridiculous.
1: That's the... What's her name? Edna.
0: That's the most amazing thing I've ever seen.
1: She guards the house.
0: Jesus. If I broke into your house and I saw that painting, I would really think twice. Yeah, that's that's the whole reason she's there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Dude, uh, you are building your workshop. I am. Wow! Big, I am.
1: Am I all? Am I all dirty? Can you see all
0: the yeah, dirt on my you, face? Yeah, you look like a man. Look, <laughs> I feel all, like a man. <laughs> look all manly and gritty. You got fiberglass all over you from the insulation.
1: I have fiberglass all <laughs> over me. My hands are a little beat up from sawzaws and. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: being a man. Uh, That's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. How long, uh, yeah, long you've been how long you've been working on it? Because I've just seen your post, but it looks like you're pretty far along already.
1: I just started yesterday.
0: Oh no kidding.
1: Yeah. So like I spent some time. I don't know. Like it's it's kind of funny because like I knew I knew this is something that needed to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But it's and you know, and it's like just part of it is probably being home so much, and then you really start seeing like things you could do different. And what happened is like in the fall, as I was moving trees, because I was cutting that big ash down mm-hmm. and it's like, I started cleaning up. And so then it's like, things just kind of start leading, you know, one thing right after another. And then I was in the, in the workshop. and it's like, okay, this needs to come out. I need to finish the top, you know? So it was like the snowstorm or a snowball, whatever it is. And, um, yeah. So I don't know. It took me a while. Like I, I kind of drew some plans out on what I wanted. And then I had to like find, called a couple of people to come in, you know, and it's like, tell them, get quotes and this and that, and then check their work and see, you know, cause it's like, I'm not going to do it myself mm-hmm. because I want it done well, you know, by someone that that's what their job is. So it's like, well, you might as well pay someone where that's what they do. And so, um, yeah, so we kind of got everything finalized, but then I had to cut down the big ash first before I could start, you know, so it was like this, it's like a, this whole puzzle where it's like, I got to cut the ash down. So I had to make these, um, like kind of, cause I couldn't move every, like all the trees out from underneath the drip line of the ash. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring, build these structures to where, why they were cutting that down. If any of the branches like broke or fall, fell off the trees underneath were protected. So I had to build that first, get that ash out of the way. And then I was able to like, okay, now I can do... Now I can start the workshops, So,
0: Yeah. Building the garden, man. Building yeah. the garden. That's, that's great. That's very exciting. That is great. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. the ash coming down. It was a quiet celebration with remorse.
1: It was. That's exactly that's exactly right because like the tree was beautiful, but it also I know the trees back there now are gonna do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um and I can like so now I can I can build shade, you know, where I need shade, but then like all the ponderosas and junipers and stuff like that can just bask in sun and, yeah. and they'll do better. Even like some of the like even the blue spruces and Doug, you know so some of those things, they they can take a lot more sun. Yeah. Um than what I was giving them. So
0: can can yeah. can Doug fir take full sun in Colorado for the whole year?
1: Well, um, we will find out. Um, <laughs> my guess is they can't because my this year, like I would said before, I'd moved my furs into more sun. Mm-hmm. But they were also getting like early, they were getting a little morning and then like maybe from two until sunset, they were getting full sun.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And they did fine and just set the juiciest buds you'll, you know, that yeah. I've seen in a long time. So I think I think they'll do all right. I I think they'll they'll be just fine.
0: You know, you know when Doug Fur really has bitten me is in the spring with the new growth, when the new growth is really soft. That's where I've seen them burn and had problems. And it's just mm-hmm. like that's what set up my soul, whole, whole sensitivity. But the ones that have been the ones that have been out and in it. Uh, do tend to be far healthier and much fatter buds and much more prominent right. back budding, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've i over babied Doug Fur for sure, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I, I haven't had that problem with new growth, even bringing them. I can't say that because I shaded them pretty well after if they were growing in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know they start pushing because they start pushing so early. So I yeah I did I had to I had to protect them coming out. So I don't I don't know, but but yeah it's like an evolution. Um. But also oh with the ash tree I was looking it may have been woodpeckers I don't know but in some of the upper portions there were there were holes all in there.
0: Oh no kidding. Was the what so uh, was it rotten?
1: Uh no.
0: No. It was solid wood. Uh, did they cut the whole was, trunk down? Like, did you have to rebuild the fence around it?
1: No. So, it's it, at the moment, it's cut flush to the fence line. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, I still have that whole portion right there. Mm. So
0: Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Then yeah. you don't have to build a new fence. Uh, but I was just thinking, how cool. I don't know how ash mills up, but how cool to take that tr- tree trunk and, like, mill it up into slabs or something.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, I thought, too, about... Because I think ash is ash is a good wood. I'm assuming, I you think know, because so. I've seen like for guitars and stuff like that, they hmm. they use it for ash. And so when the guys were cutting the tree down, it's like, what are you going to do with the wood? They're like, oh, we'll take it to the dump. It's like that's good wood. So yeah, but I I don't know. That's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so did they have a crane that they were like hoisting it out of there with, or how'd they get back there and cut yeah. it? They did.
1: Yeah. No, they had. So I like I cut my fence down so they it's like, oh, they can drive in. They'd have a little boom or something. It's like, no, they had this giant truck with because the, they said the tree was fifty, sixty feet tall. hmm So they had a this huge, a huge crane on that thing to cut stuff out. So.
0: Where so did they park in your driveway and go over your house with it?
1: No, they parked them on the south side of my house.
0: Oh, okay. They were able to fit that big truck in there. Yeah. Dang, man, that's well, crazy. I cut the
1: fence up. They didn't go into the backyard. They, they went right up to the fence line. Right. But I still cut the fence out,
0: and then they were able to drag stuff through there. Wow. Wow. Wow, fascinating. Big <laughs> steps. Big steps, Todd. That's awesome. How's yeah. your... Uh, it, it really is. Yeah. How many students are you going to uh, be able to hold in your new workshop?
1: I mean, I think it's some... I think max would be... I think if, if there were... Five or six'd be tight, uh-huh, you know, so uh-huh. at the moment it's like I wanna do four yeah. it's like that's my it's just four four students in there I think is a is a good number, so
0: are you uh four students, and then are you gonna be working at the same time?
1: yeah, i well, depending on I've had time like this year, I still held a few workshops um and depending on the work, I either like I worked with the students or there were times where uh, like same thing, like they had trees, and then i I would bring one in, I'd work on that, and then when they needed help, I'd help them, so
2: yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah, so four may with me, it'd be five, yeah, but I think that's that's about as far as it goes,
2: yeah,, hmm.
1: but then that- it's like, all right, how do you It's like now I want to build a new greenhouse, now I want.
0: Yep. Yep. And and this, it's like
1: uh, I just I, I need more space for everything. So
0: this is this is how this
1: <laughs>
0: this is how it goes. Like you know, or, It's like
1: have you seen Brian's greenhouse?
0: Oh man! I tell you what, you know that momentum, <laughs> that momentum, and the excitement of building a garden is what built Mariah, and it's also like, uh, you know, n- once you have to maintain it. Like the nice thing about right. having a small intimate garden is you can maintain it really well. Right. When you go when you go super yeah. super sized, all of a sudden it catches up with you, and it's like, oh geez, what did I do to myself? Signed my soul to mm-hmm. the devil, the boneside right. devil, yeah. But did you get your greenhouse finished? You know we're <clears throat> we're working on it. We just we just got the new generator for the greenhouse in case we because we typically lose power, and they're calling for like a really uh, cold January, February, March, like a La Nina year. I don't know what that means, but. Um, so we just got the generator, and once the generator and the electrical is done, then we can finish. Then we can finish out the flooring mm-hmm. and everything else. So yeah, we're working at it. A Few pavers. No, little, I saw like little stone. setting
1: the stones, and yeah, like the Mondays MRI. It's that's, that's a that's a that's, a, that's a really it's really that's a neat uh, neat little weekly little <laughs> bit of i don't know tastiness that yeah, you guys throw it's, yeah. A, it's fun it's fun to watch that you know watch that so
0: yeah josh josh is josh has crushed it with that he's he yeah. walks around with the camera and just does whatever he wants and it's great that kind of that kind of freedom is pretty cool yeah
1: well it's funny like so, so the first time it was um oh ah what's his name um he's like the superman kaufman kaufman sorry it was kaufman then it was was troy and it's like so every and the last one was was, uh jesus
0: jesus's beard yeah that was and so it's like every
1: it's like oh who are are they gonna feature this week in the in the beauty shop
0: yes (laughs) yes yeah no it's that's been pretty cool we're getting ready we're getting ready to kind of do like a major strategy session because we have quite a few irons in the fire at the moment. I was, I was really, uh-huh. I was thinking the end of the year that I would like, you know, kind of ride off into the sunset and have several <laughs> weeks of free time and stuff. And it, it turns out it's not sure. going to look like that. So <laughs> yeah, of course not. Dang it. Dang it, Todd. Yeah. I, I feel like every year I try to get closer to, to, to having like a, a normal, normal, normal person's time in life. But I don't think I signed yeah, up for uh, that. Nor did you. Yeah. What's your fall and winter looked like so far? I mean, you're doing the work now, but what have you been doing up to this point?
1: Um, why well, actually tomorrow, actually tomorrow I am supposed to go to, um, to Fresno.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to go there, but then talking to Bob and he's like, you know, they're basic. California is getting shut down again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and so it's, he, I was like, well, what's your gut? You know? And he's like, I don't know. He He's like, probably couldn't get hotels, couldn't get everything. He's like, let's just, and I'm supposed to go there the end of January. So I'm going to go there. But like up to this point, I don't know. I went to Jim Doyle's and went, you know, Jeff's. And so I've been, I traveled and that was the first time I'd flown, um, since I was at Mirai in the end of July.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good, that, that's a, that's a solid chunk of time. So you, you really didn't try, you didn't fly at all after you came out here.
1: No, no, no. And this, and this year after March, all I did, I just drove. Yeah. I just drove to any place I could go. So, um, yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't know. I'd still had been like in the fall, I traveled, um, after I was with you, it's like, I went to Nebraska, went to Iowa, um, went up to Wyoming, you know, so I still, I did some travel, but it was shorter. It was shorter. And so I wonder like too, if that's kind of, I don't know I, until like a vaccine comes out or, I don't know, like are the, the times of traveling for three weeks at a time done, you know? Cause now it's like yeah. just short, like even when I went to, that's called 12 days. And it's like, well, if something happens, I'm stuck out here for a while. So it's like, do you, is it like little four or five days? And then you come home for five, you know, for mm-hmm. a while and just, you know, cause I don't want to, I want to be, you know, careful of other people's health and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and just yeah. be conscious of that and not just be, you know, but, um, I don't know. That's, that was something I was thinking about. It's like, if you do travel, what does that look like? It's like short stint and then you come home and kind of self isolate for a few days and see, you know, how am I feeling? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It, I it, maybe. Yeah. It is interesting, but you, you were at a point where you were going to be, you did want to have students more in your facility and whatnot and, and, um, be working on your own material and and whatnot. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, and this year, I don't know. Like this year, it was like okay. This is how I don't know. It was a good like tr- a transition that wasn't planned.
0: Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for everybody, <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah, I I uh uh. Oh had like a nice l- lull i mean oregon got shut down again so then i i wasn't able to engage with my last pine class which really sucked but uh but after that thanksgiving and whatnot was kind of recharging and it's it's like um all the things that all the things that had to be put on hold for the pandemics like well we might as well i guess we might as well start working on them you know because it's uh-huh. like times 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 not uh, slowing down but so
1: is oregon shut down now
0: yeah pretty much um uh, yeah, unfortunately,
1: yeah,
0: it went in, and I think uh, I think they imposed stricter. I honestly don't look at the. You know what, Todd? I'm so ignorant to this stuff now. I don't even look at the news. Like, uh, my team tells me what we need to do to follow guidelines, and I listen to them and just sort of just sort of go about my business here. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to a lot.
1: I don't think that's bad though, because. Like, I find the more I read the news, the more, like, fearful I get.
0: Oh, it gives me anxiety. You know, and anxiety. it's like, if I'm
1: not, and it's just kind of, you kind of go about your thing, you're not as fearful. But, you know, so I don't think you not reading the news is, I don't think that's bad. You know, it's, it's. I think that's a, a, a good thing, actually. So.
0: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of willing ignorance, and like, I do have some self-judgment about it. But at the same time, cur- currently weathering the storm and staying on the up and up means means uh, not digesting a lot of the uh, it's it's almost too much information at this point in time yeah yeah yeah, yeah and and honestly like uh I, I have re-engaged with junipers which uh which i had fallen like head over heels out of love with right like to the degree i didn't even <laughs> want to see another juniper and and oh. you know you know how it goes You you find you like circle back to these trees and you're like oh oh, I actually do like you, and I like you a lot, and oh my God, I'm in love with you. you know. And it just sort of escalates, and you see a few good junipers sort of uh, be brought back to a state of glory, and it's like, well, let's do this to all of them then.
1: Did you work on any of the junipers that you had repotted this spring?
0: Did I work on any of the junipers? Mainly
1: the one that's in the Tom Benda with the beauty mark on it. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, uh, so yeah, that actually is, that actually is like a, uh, a part of a film project that I'm working on and uh-huh. it, it it's, it's coming into the workshop next week. I've been waiting. And, uh-huh. and, and, and actually, if I'm just being honest with you, I was kind of trying to, to re-engage my juniper skills to be ready for that one because that's a, uh-huh. that's a big time tree. That's a big time uh-huh. tree. It's nice to have a little bit of that tingle of the big time tree vibe, where you kind of try to, you're like, ooh, I need to, I need to be on on my A game for this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple. I've been
1: waiting for that one because I, I
0: haven't like that tree hasn't been worked for a long time. Long time. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. I reworked a really, I reworked a really, I, I would say, a fantastic Rocky Mountain juniper that people would know, but, um, but it hasn't looked good for a long time. I reworked it and completely rewired it from top to bottom and it's a big tree. It took, took several mm-hmm. days to do it, which, you know, that's the the deterrent to junipers is the time. Uh-huh. But now in the winter time, uh, you know, like pines, it's not really a great time to work pines here and pines don't respond well at this time of year, like any pines. Yeah. Um, and all the elongating species, can weather the outdoor, uh, environment, both in terms of moisture and cold. And so I don't like to tamper with a lot of elongating species, winter tolerance. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to wait till spring. So it's been, it's been on all the deciduous we We kind of did what we needed to do with them. So it's been like right. per- permission to re-engage with the junipers and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. So baby kraken's mm-hmm. in the workshop right now. Uh, oh. Getting Troy cleaned it up. Live vein uh, has has shrunk a little bit, and then uh, it's getting rewired. But there's like four or five uh, junipers that we've been working on, so it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. It's exciting. It is exciting. This fall, this fall was a big was a big growth period for my bone type practice, which was good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you. I don't know. It I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of the like filming and different like concepts that you are working on right now. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. We went
1: you give us you throw out little tastes, but it's like <laughs> there's something going on yeah. here, but you know, it's like we haven't seen it yet. So
0: there is. There is. It's exciting. It's been pretty it's been yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. No, we yeah. we went deep. We went very, very deep. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. year's a bit next year will be a big year for Mariah. yeah
2: Yeah, that's
1: great that's great
0: yeah i hope i hope though like uh jp and i have been talking about is you know i i I hope that we're able to to move forward with classes at the beginning of the year you know i hope i hope things things open up or or, or, are safe to do so so we'll just see we'll see about well you
1: got your uh your protocols in place so
0: yeah Yeah. Protocols in place. And, uh, the the thing is, is all the testing spaces are so full, uh, that it's Mm -hmm. really hard. It's really hard to get testing now, unfortunately, but anyways, but it hasn't
1: been out there in February.
0: I know, I know to do some, to do some craziness. Yeah. Your spruce, your Colorado spruce. Uh, yeah, I love that tree. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to be able to let it go. <laughs> well, I might kidnap your spruce forever. <laughs> yeah. What are no, you? That's a. Hmm? What are you working on? What's got What's got you motivated? Are you? You're well. You're kind of in the building. You're kind of building facility phase. Probably not a lot of tree work happening.
1: I am, but I also like. I also have some like junipers that I haven't worked in a couple years that I wanted to. Um. I wanted to this fall, and I didn't get to it. And so it's like, well, I they need to get worked on. Um, but I also, like, my greenhouse is full. Mm-hmm. It's full, full. And so it's like, well, I could bring stuff into the garage. And then... Like during the days, whenever it's warm, I always just open it up. So they're still getting sun in there, you know, but it's, I don't know. It's like, I need a larger greenhouse, but there's a there's a couple junipers that I, I need to rework. So I'm kind of back and like, I want to work junipers. I want to do bonsai. But at this point, I was thinking about this today. It's like, I don't always multitask very well. And it's like, I want to work on trees or I want, you know, and it's like, well, what you need to do now is just work on getting the studio done you know and that'll be done and then you can move forward from that but it's like you need to you need to get the the studio done so like the builders are coming on the 14th of december and it should take them they think a week to finish all that so
0: so you're getting so it's like just go ahead i'm sorry no that's so you're getting all of the insulation and stuff and what are the builders doing
1: no, they're going to, so I'm I'm just like demoing everything because uh-huh. I've never done, I've never done sheetrock or anything like that. So they're like, all right, we can do that. So I'm like, cause there was this, like that little, there was a little like workshop in the corner that basically just was where my packing supplies was. And it's, it was just eating up space. So like I took all that out, but then I'm going to finish like the attic with the mm-hmm. pull down ladder so I can have, you know, storage up there and then so they're going to build like around the whole workshop will be like a, a platform down low where I can have storage underneath, like kind of yeah, how you're like, you have storage underneath. And so that's part of it too. It's like trying to figure out, so I have like regular tools. Um, I don't know. It's like, what's the best use, like from an organizational standpoint, yep. you know, yep. as like, You know, because like in your shop in the back, you have like your Akadam and stuff. Well, in the workshop, I have to have all that. So I have to have like shelves or storage to where I can kind of have things, but also hide it. So the the workshop still still looks clean. Mm -hmm. Um, But like utilizing the attic for storage and then also utilizing like an upper portion of the workshop room for, you know, just for like pots or... well, I also have shelving for pots, but also I need like for my bonsai stands and different things like that. You know, just I don't, you know, or yeah, yeah, I get so it. So it's just yeah, you do. <laughs> you, Sp- you
0: do spatial design. It's 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 very uh-huh. challenging. Yeah. yeah, and you kind of got you kind of got one chance to do it right, and mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of templates for bonsai facilities out there. You know, there's not a lot yeah. of references for how do you build an efficient. Attractive functional space, uh, and I think yeah. that's—I think it's a really interesting challenge for our profession that not a lot of people tend to think about. Um, yeah. But that's really exciting. That's so. It exciting. is, and it's been
1: fun. It's been fun because, like, a lot of times before I go to sleep at night, you know, you like lay in bed and I think about like trees I want to collect or trees I'm working on, or you go on hikes and you're in the mountains in your head before you go to sleep, and now it's like. I mean, you can go deep into just like what do, um, like how do you build benches and how do you build like the shelving and mm-hmm. you know it's like so is, and thinking about that and thinking like the, the best way to organize it. So it's it's yeah it's uh, it's a rabbit hole, but it's a it's a lot of fun. It it's fun. a lot of fun.
0: It's addicting. It's very addicting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you get on the rock and collect this fall at all?
1: Um, I did some, I did some, um, but also I also, like I found, I found some trees I wanted to dig, but I also knew, I knew the ash was coming down. And so it's like, I don't know. I had to, I had to hold off. So I, I like this coming week, it's going to be in the sixties. So I'm going to go up, go up to the mountains. Um, I don't know how much I will dig like at this time of the year, because all my heat beds are full, but I'll still, I'll still go. But yeah, all my heat beds are full. My greenhouse is full. The heat beds in my greenhouse are full. Wow. So I did, I got some, I dug some good trees and I found, I found some good trees that were, that were really nice, but I just, I decided I would hold off until probably spring Mm -hmm. just because of everything that's going on. And, you know, not, I don't know, not wanting to move things more than, two or three times, like I'm already kind of having to do, you know? Yeah. But I was going to, I was going to, I almost texted you because it's like, Ryan will understand this because I have to move stuff from here to here to get project a done. And then they have to go (laughs) here to here to get project B done. And then the same things I have to move one more time to get project C done. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That was a nightmare. When we were, when we were first building the photo studio that we're in now, I moved all of the stuff to build the workshop to the photo studio and then i had to get the photo studio done to take the first pictures for you know the new website so i moved all of the stuff up to the office and then by the time it was time to install the carpet in the office i had to take everything in the office and i had to move it down four flights of stairs to the basement you know it's like this, the, yeah. the the most ridiculous the most ridiculous uh-huh. things that you do to 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 build these things but it is what it is yeah yeah yeah, pretty fun. Pretty exciting. Yeah. So you haven't had much snow though, have you?
1: We've had no, we've had twenty
0: six, twenty-seven inches already. Oh, so you have had snow? Yeah. Wow. Are the ski areas open? Um, I thought I
1: heard some were opening this weekend.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, so. so the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. not bad. Um Mm-mm. They're saying we're going to get molly by snow in January, which, uh, yeah. which could be interesting. That's, uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's not, is that's, it
1: supposed to be wet, a wet year everywhere?
0: Uh, is this I year th-
1: supposed to be wet or are you guys just getting,
0: I think we get, uh, the brunt of it on La Nina years. Right. So I think it stays North and I think the South is hot and dry, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea what all of this means. And I really honestly living in Oregon don't really know what wet means because every year feels like it's just so freaking wet. I, I don't really uh, understand, you know, like people yeah. are like, we're low on rainfall. And I'm like, are you serious?
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. I grew up in Colorado. <laughs> like, trust me, you're not hurting here for rain, but uh, yeah, I, maybe right. in in the grand scheme of things they are. But uh, have
1: you ever had a winter? As bad as that first winter, you were there where no. you got like three feet of snow or something like that. That
0: no, well, we had we had th- three successive storms that dropped like a cumulative like six and a half feet of snow. Uh huh. It was terrible over like three <laughs> days, and the whole garden was submerged in snow. I was ju- actually it's funny that you asked me that because one of the Rocky Mountain junipers, like my best juniper at the time, uh that I had styled, you know, not even knowing what was happening, just got crushed by that snow and we're just getting ready to bring it in and style it nine years later, (laughs) you know, it's like taking nine years for it to grow out. I'm happy it survived, but to think about that again, you know, I guess the new greenhouse maybe could, uh, could house enough of the trees, you know, and under the benches. I don't know. I don't even know what we would do with that kind of storm now, but it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the bonsai life, huh? Mhm.
2: Uh,
0: you know what I was going to ask you to do and what I think we should do here in the near future is we should pick a book and we should look through the book and discuss the trees. And I thought beca- right. because you and I have both gone to the Ginkgo uh, mm-hmm. center and spent time with Danny, it would be really interesting to look at the Ginkgo award books and and sort of see the progression. In response sure. to, yeah yeah I, I i I miss going to Europe. I don't know, are they having the trophy next year? do you know
1: they're I don't believe they are, I think it's gonna be virtual,
0: a so virtual I think demos session. are
1: gonna be virtual, and then I thought I read like Danny is gonna talk about like some of the trees he's gonna do a big discussion on some of the trees that had been in the trophy in previous years,
0: ooh, interesting.
1: I'm like, which that that could be really cool. But yeah, they're not, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a virtual show.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The nature of things, all, all things bone tie related, um, especially the club scene is going to be to see how that rebounds or how that shifts as a result of, uh, you know the dramatic change in terms of mm-hmm. meetings and gatherings and in person. Th- there's an interesting thing about Boneside, though. The in-person component of Boneside is, is so very necessary. It really yeah. is so very necessary. I don't think that that I don't think that that's going to be lost. Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't either. There's, I don't, and I guess like a really a perfect a perfect example is like watching watching like mirai live and then going to mirai to study Mm -hmm. you know and see you know and it's it's like the yeah it's it's like the mirai live is great it's educational but you have to i i don't know i remember like two three years ago three years ago when i was working on this like a a big the big sierra that i worked on several years ago Mm -hmm. and it's like how like i had Pads laid out, and they look nice, but I just remember like as you you know it's like with your fingers and just like fluff fluffed and and just like as you touch, and all of a sudden it comes to life, you know, like this pad just came to life, and so it's like I don't know, you could see that you could see that on you know over Mirai Live or over like a zoom meeting demo, but it's like until you're actually there, <clears throat> excuse me in person um. You just, you, do, you, you don't quite understand it the same. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't. it's So, I, I mean, I think the in-person thing, and that's like, too, the thing with when I went to Nature's Way and I went to Jeff's, like, they both, I talked to them. It's like, well, what do you guys think? And then, Like, a lot of people just wanted some sort of, you know, feeling of normality. Yeah. And it's like, so just, like, come out and let's do it. And it's like, we all wore masks. Like I wore a mask for 12 days straight. You know, it's like, we didn't, we just everyone wore masks, and that's how it was but like everyone kind of felt normal for for two days during you know the the workshops and so it's Mm -hmm. like stuff like that you know it's doing bonsai over over zoom meetings is it's 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 not it's just it's not the same the interaction the energy the you know it's good because you can get you can gain you can get knowledge and get, you know, it's like reading, a, it's like reading an instruction manual, but then you still have to put the, put the bicycle together, yep. you know? Yeah. So it's, you
0: know, I, I don't, how was that? Yeah, uh, I, don't,
1: I don't know. That'll be, that's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it is going to be interesting. How was, uh, sorry, no, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, but like when the vaccines come out or if they, you know, I, who who knows what. I don't know. Like, how does that alter things?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't either. Uh, were you teaching workshops in Chicago and Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, they are. There were. I mean, it was private work, and then then a couple days of workshops.
0: Uh huh. So, yeah, yeah. Nature's Way is a very special place. Yeah, that's got some. That's it got is. a lot of time. There've been a lot of people that have been through there. Mm hmm. Jim. Jim is definitely yeah, somebody. 40 years. Oh, man, he's dedicated his life to bonsai. You know, you, yeah. get, you don't get that kind of uh, patina on a place without mm-hmm. without being dedicated. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Pennsylvania in general is an interesting place. Every time yeah. I drive across the country, driving through Pennsylvania is by far and away the biggest chunk of the trip across the country in my mind mentally. Mm-hmm. That's a big mm-hmm. freaking state.
2: Yeah, it's big. It's At least big. it
0: feels like it. We went to Pittsburgh on the last covered wagon, and I was uh-huh. just absolutely, I mean, I was completely uh, fell in love with Pittsburgh. I, I didn't mm. spend any time there, but just yeah. driving in the topography of the city, the uh-huh. bridges, the uh, it was mm-hmm. rad. And there is no, no denying this, the Northeastern United States in the fall yeah. is one spectacular, colorful rainbow of a landscape.
1: Yeah, I've always, I've never, I've always missed fall colors back east whenever I've gone. Because mm. whenever I went to Vermont, it was always too late. And it's like, I would love to be, you know, in Vermont in the fall. Yeah. And then, But yeah, but Pennsylvania, it's like the yeah architecture out there. And it's like, you can just tell like things are older. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like back east too. My family was all from, back East. my mom was born in pittsburgh my mom was born in pittsburgh
0: oh so so you know pittsburgh you've been you've spent time I, there i
1: don't oh. i don't oh okay because <laughs> we moved there when i was a kid but like we'd always go back east we'd never go to pittsburgh where well, we'd go i don't we always went back like to connecticut and uh new hampshire and different places like mm-hmm. that you know so it's but um yeah i i, I love back east too i love back east
0: I like, yeah, even going to the national show, I hope there's a national show next mm. year. But going to the national show and you're in Rochester in the colonial style of, you know, the yeah. homes. I'll never forget when uh, when Peter and Zach and I drove back from the national show in 2012. Uh, we were all so exhausted that we missed several turns. And we right. were in the middle of, you know, a part of New York in upstate that we weren't supposed to be in, but just driving through like these rural roads. And it was such a serendipitous miss because uh-huh. you got to see these, you know, little colonial towns and yeah. things that you just don't see the Western United States. Doesn't really have uh, that. That's not really the vibe. No. Uh, yeah. 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 That yeah. age and that history talking about yeah,
1: it is colonial architecture. It's like that it is, it's there's, there is there's something like, just magical and it's like it's deep there's something like i don't know if deep is the right word but it's just you can tell there's like it's not all glossy and clean it's like it it has some substance to it you know because of of the age and
0: yeah uh, generations like spent that. generations yeah. spent in those structures like yeah, that's, that that's that's holding some mojo there's some mojo yeah. in there there is yeah, the um, what was I gonna, what was I thinking about? Uh, talk on it. To totally lost it. Yeah, talking about this kind of stuff makes me wanna makes m- m- like makes me miss uh the the capacity to travel freely. But you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, it's coming back, coming back. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden, when we'll be able to travel a ton, we'll be like, I miss being home. I know I want to be home so ridiculous yeah it is ridiculous I definitely going into this winter in the Pacific Northwest you know as a garden trees uh and just sort of the winter has taken its toll on me the past several years but I feel much better this winter
1: why is that
0: I don't I've been taking a copious quantity of vitamin D really vitamin d vitamin d D? vitamin d D. yeah vitamin d i went i went like super overdrive on vitamin d huh and and it's made a world of difference yeah really yeah it turns out i didn't have very much vitamin d in my body yeah yeah
1: how did you get tested or how did you I did
0: yeah i got a blood test and it was like dangerously low really yeah it's like a 17 17 something units per whatever and you're supposed to have like 60 to 80 and it's not that easy to get your vitamin D levels up
1: so how do you how do you do that <clears throat> you
0: just got to be consistently taking I'm... it and taking taking quite a bit in the Pacific Northwest because everybody's vitamin D deficient even if you are outside all day every day in the middle of the summer mm-hmm. you're going to be vitamin D deficient uh, mm-hmm. so so I've been taking a lot for a for a for a, about six months and wow. it's made a massive difference yeah. Go figure. Is there any
1: other reasons? Any other reasons you're in a better mind state?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think things <laughs> I think things in general, yeah, are just going they're going as they're going. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So uh so so when would you be having students on site then? And how would uh, and sir? how would people come study with Todd Schlafer? How does yeah, this no, happen?
1: I put, I put my uh I put my schedule out on First Branch eye. So it it's out there and then it has like the 2021 classes so it has that and then they can uh just like email me you can see which ones are full already and which ones are open mm-hmm. and so then they can email me and and find out uh through that that way so
0: and you'll be entering what year of your professional career in
1: 2021.
0: 5th? 5th year. No kidding.
1: Fifth year. 2017 2018 2019 2020 yeah for this year was year number 4 so it'd be the 5th year
0: wow 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 and uh what is motivating you in your 5th year of bonsai professionalism
1: um i mean i think my big so ever since Ever since I left Mirai at the end of July, like one of the things is and it's it's kind of it's like it's kind of maddening, not mad, but it like it it drives you a little crazy. It's like I would work on something and then you would touch it and it would be better, you know? So it's like when I finish when I'm finishing my work here, it's like one of those where it's like, what? How do you make it better? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the and whether this is good for the podcast or not, I don't know. You know, but it's like I'm just like telling you, it's like that's it. Where it's like, how do you how do you make it better? But then okay, so but one of the things that is really motivating me um, for 2021 is I don't know, like helping, just trying to help and collaborate more with people mm-hmm. like here and how. I don't know. It's like, how do you keep pushing, you know? And, and how do you keep like trying to go out of your like comfort zone and areas that are a little confusing and work your way through those. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, but this is the thing, this is the thing about bonsai. Like even in my, even in my fifth and sixth year of apprenticeship, you know, Mr. Kimura would put his hands on the tree and make it better. And it was just like I asked that same question. I still ask that same question. I think that's the. I if I think if you're not asking the question of how do you make it better, then you're probably headed the opposite direction, right? It's such a it's such a challenge to know where the limit is or no. And then it's like, do you really want to think like it can't get any better than that? Well. You know, at that point, it's like we'll go do something else. Then this no, is yeah. this go <laughs> do
1: something where you haven't mastered it.
0: Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I definitely have pushed the boundaries of my process this fall uh, by going into wilder places and uh-huh. and 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 diving uh-huh. deep into the landscape and um, and the product of that shockingly at first for me was uh, was. Was really I was really deterred at doing bonsai in the built space again. I had I had very little interest, Uh, and then over the course of just kind of letting it marinate and simmer, uh, I really did start finding it to be um, necessary, almost like as a training ground to be engaging with the practice of bonsai in the built space and honing the tools and sharpening the techniques because to venture outside of the standard protocol of creating bonsai is to really push yourself uh, intuitively and and sort of uh, on a creative level where you can't really be wondering about technique. You know, like you can't really, you, you don't have the space, it's not comfortable to be, to be executing projects outside of a prepared environment and all of those things weigh in on the quality of the work that you can do out there. So I'm pretty highly motivated to go back to basics in 2021, Hmm. you know, to get the junipers wired again, to get my, Uh my speed. I would really like to get my speed of bonsai technique ramped up to a higher level. I've, I've had very high levels of speed. Right. and, And I think you settle in, you know you can settle in and you can allow yourself your pace and and comfort to kind of drop that level and i and i definitely would like to would like to see that those disciplined points of my game go back up again you know which 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 are the most uncomfortable they are the mm-hmm. most uncomfortable to to sit and marinate on on a design and really figure out how you take it to that next level is is pretty uncomfortable right.
1: yeah that actually that was something Actually, for a couple years, that was something that was in my head, where it's like wanting to get wanting to get faster, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like I need to, yeah, just wanting to get faster, and then you know, and at times not, I don't know. Yeah. Sitting and second guessing yourself as much, you know.
0: Sure. Yeah, but I feel like that's I feel like that's the exercise. I, you know what this is, Todd. You know what this is. The, it, it's beautiful that we're talking about this. I didn't, I didn't plan on talking about it, but you know what this is is um, is it's the lack of the lack of formality. I think in the native material we're working with is is demanding that we constantly be wondering those things as opposed to having a more orthodox approach Uh or as opposed to having a more standardized thought process. I really think the collected material, it challenges us in significant ways. And I'm not saying that that wasn't true in Japan or anything else. Uh, I'm just saying, I think that for our mindset in, in, you know, and I think this is happening in Australia because I've been talking with Hugh about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's happening for certain people in in Europe for sure. Um, but I think that really like high speed, like highly productive, disciplined approach that Japan had, you, you had to have a box for that to be, to be able to reach that level of, to be able to reach that level of productivity. Uh huh. Yeah. At least I'm finding that. So then it's like, okay, well, if you do start to settle into some design notions that you agree with and feel apply, you know, can you then hone those skills even sharper? Uh Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, so you're saying like for like some of the, or like some people that like they could just, they they were able to like just whip out tree after tree, but it was because they're working within a, a template
0: a template, Whereas, a template what yeah
1: we're doing it like a it's it's more kind of it's open and and a just a it's a it's a blank blank canvas so to speak,
0: but i think it's more responsive than applied right like uh, uh, applying a design applying a design template applying a design pattern it ma- makes you look for the, where the pattern can be executed, you see those points, you make decisions to to execute that pattern, and it makes everything very fast. But when you say, ooh, I'm going to steer away from the pattern, or I'm going to engage with a different design ethos, I'm going to react to the opportunities as opposed to applying my design strategy, I'm going to react that suddenly puts you on your heels, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it'd be be like a ground ball hits you in baseball. Like you always take two steps towards a ground ball Uh, in the outfield, in the outfield, your first step is always backwards on a fly ball. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So these are the fundamentals of, of baseball at the very beginning. Well, in bonsai, I think to apply a design strategy, you are on your toes, you're moving forward. You know, when you get hit a ground ball in bonsai and you react you're 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 headed backwards right and that is a and that is challenging that's how that's hard it's i understand Mm -hmm. the traditional model for so many reasons it's beautiful uh it's understandable and Mm -hmm. uh it can be applied. you you can train yourself to apply it to any piece of material any piece Mm -hmm. of material can be can be turned into the traditional model but i think um but i think that that there are other opportunities that's continued to to be the, the obvious thing to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to the repotting season next year. I think it's going Mm -hmm. to be, yeah, there's a lot of, with all the soil science work that we did this year, there's Mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of tweaks. There's a lot of trees that I think in the first two or three years of Mirai were designed and we can do, we can do better, uh, but it really has been meant re-engaging with, with <clears throat> you know, there's design where you're passively interpreting, and there's design where you're really, really applying technique and applying uh design in a in a influential way towards the trees mm-hmm. alteration of shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I might uh I think I might do some garden building this winter as well.
1: Yeah. What are you gonna add on to? Or are you just modifying some things that are there, or is it?
0: Yeah, there's some modification. Yeah, there's some maintenance, but the deciduous, the fenced-in deciduous oh, area, uh-huh. because I, because we had to stop. You know, we just everything everything stopped in in March, and uh, and I'm like, well, if I'm gonna have time and I feel motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see an excavator out there doing some doing some sure. dirt dirt work and some fences getting mm-hmm. back. I could get into that. Troy's Troy's. Do you gen- have it all? Keep going. What? Oh, Troy's generally game. You know, like he he really doesn't complain a whole lot. <laughs> He's pretty no. motivated. Do you have it all? Is it all designed? yeah yes, uh, at least I think you know, like what you think it looks like in your head when you start building it obviously can change, and then better ideas or newer ideas come uh, I, I I think the bones I think the bones of the design are are pretty reconciled. I think they're mm-hmm. pretty reconciled, and I feel really good about them. So we'll see. we'll see mm-hmm. if that if that changes, but no i I think it's I think it's gonna be quite good i'm I'm looking forward yeah. to it, no good, yeah. Yeah, that, um, that. What are you gonna do with the
1: field, like the your field behind the greenhouse? Are you doing anything to that, or is that staying as is? Or
0: I think it's gonna stay as a field. I want to, I want to build some outbuildings for the greenhouse where we store equipment, uh, mainly soil sifting, akadama. That that was interesting that you brought up akadama storage because it's like, yeah, you do have to have a place to put that. in the basement now we re troy and i shouldn't say we i can't take any credit for this troy and and kaufman and uh, nico reorganized the the basement and it's uh it's incredible it's incredible Mm -hmm. they they created like three times the space it actually looks it we actually look like a legit operation when you walk up and see the basement now it was getting pretty Uh bad Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah it's like because like here i i can't I can't store akadama outside, mm-hmm. or I can't. You know, it's like you've got to you got to protect that. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, but then too, it's like having a place. Like I need to get, and I started bringing some in, like even in the fall, but started bringing in <clears throat> into the into the workshop, and where it's going to go, I don't know. But I was bringing like pumice and lava in there. Yep, because it's like it's going to be. If you don't bring it in and get it to dry out, then it's like when you sift it, it'll be wet all winter, you know? Mm-hmm. If if you try to do it in January or something, it's like you're in, it's going to be frozen. So it's like I had to start bringing soil for March into the, into the workshop already and like moving that around just so I can dry it out. So then come February or whenever I can, January, I can start sifting it, you know? So Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, Troy's become Troy's become really dialed in to making sure that we have our bases covered in terms of soil because, you know, you try to get pumice right now. What do you you try to get lava right now? I, I mean, it, we have to be thinking about this stuff in in June, July, August, or else there's no way we're uh, gonna have dry soil. Uh huh. Yeah, and we ordered <clears throat> we ordered our first shipment of akadama. In in the ten year history of Marai, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, my I I officially exhausted my akadama coffers. Really? Yeah, yeah. All of our. You still have
1: the large size?
0: I I have our like
1: that. Got pounded out.
0: Yeah, we grind it up. It hasn't been that hasn't been very fruitful. Uh, some of it's held up, some of it hasn't. But uh, no, we are t- we have ten bags of akadama at Marai right oh, now. Wow. So what? Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first started classes, you had
1: like a, I don't know, you had a whole uh, like storage shed full of it.
0: Yeah, I had a storage facility full of Akadama. One was crazy. Yeah, one of them. yeah. 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 I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I think I had, uh, God. what did I have? 1,500 bags of Akadama or something. So, so if you take that, if you take fifteen hundred bags, I probably Whoa. I don't know I sold a little bit of it, not much. If I probably sold like twenty percent uh-huh. of it. So you know, if you take that and you say like twelve hundred bags of Ok twelve hundred bags uh, over ten years, that's one hundred and twenty bags of akadama a year. We've a year. U- we've used a lot of soil, <laughs> man. <laughs> like we've used a, a lot, lot of rain. soil. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So to think about that now, to think about. Uh, continuing on that trend, I don't know if that's necessarily where we'll have to go. But it, honestly, I don't know if you feel like this with your trees. Uh, if you if you feel like, oh, I, you know, this year's repotting is going to be less than last year's repotting. But there's never a repotting season where I go into it feeling like it's going to be less than.
1: No, there's. Yeah, I have like I have a bunch of new trees, and then now like I'm starting to. Like this last year, it's like oh, I have, I have trees that I need to repot again for the second time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I did the first one, and now it's been five, six years. You know, seven years on some, and it's I don't know, it's not percolating, and the soil's breaking down, and you build a little trench around the pot to get you know the water table higher until you're able to do that. And, yep. You know, but it's it's like now it's I don't. No, I I don't. I don't think I'm going to have less trees to. Hopefully, this year I'll have more people to help, so I don't all the big ones. There you go. I don't have to do by myself. So
0: there you go. Do you have any? how, How many trees do you have? That are there any trees you can't carry by yourself? You've got trees you can't carry by yourself.
1: Um, I can't carry them. Yes, I can lift and end up and get them onto something and push them around. Right. You know, but I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, there's trees I can't carry, mm-hmm. but I can leverage them onto something to move them. Right. If that, if it comes to that, so. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you just like you just ram it into your waist so hard, you know, and your hip, and you just use that as leverage and hold your breath and hope you don't have a hernia yeah. and your back you doesn't know? blow it's out possible it's possible yeah. Yeah. just have a blowout
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and you use your hip bone as like a ledge you know so it's like hopefully yeah. this doesn't if this slips off there's nothing that's going to stop this tree from falling to the ground hold on yeah. hip bone and then you know right. you limp around for like a week after carrying a tree like that yeah that that's ridiculous yeah. that's what a what an yeah. obscene thing we've chosen to do yeah, yeah. I've got to, I've got to build that deciduous area, or else the deer, mm. the deer and the deciduous expansion that has right. been happening at Marai are are gonna meet uh, head on, and I'm afraid the trees aren't gonna win. The deer are just ferocious around here. So are you gonna start a uh, like deciduous classes? Well, we are. I mean, next year we've modified the educational structure to definitely be, I think, a lot more um, a lot more malleable and also a lot more geared towards, um, keeping advanced students growing. That was, that was, that was the primary, primary focus of, of changing the class structure is not leaving all these really dedicated people that have put in a lot of time with us in the lurch. You know, I feel like most bonsai practice and education in the Western world caters towards the beginner, which is important to be fostering people and cultivating the passion and giving people education. But man, one of the big things I think that I noticed in clubs is all of the, all of the really dedicated members and the really high level practitioners really get bogged down managing the clubs and and their energy yeah. towards Boneside gets spent doing that. And, and they don't, they stop advancing and they stop excelling yeah. and that, that, those people are what dictate the, the quality or the level of the club because they're establishing. So it's like always trying to help that level, Uh um, advance, giving them a resource to advance has been a motivation while also, you know, fostering as much as we can, um, you know, the next level of bonsai individual. Cause I think once you, once you get in bonsai gets inside you, that's that the, the work's been Mm -hmm. done. So. Anyways,
1: so is that was that the main like reason to kind of rework your educational structure or that was, was the, that the was bad? the main reason? Go ahead, what was mm-hmm. that was because it's it's, it's it's fairly different from from how it had been in the past.
0: It's very different. <clears throat> the expectations on advanced students are a lot higher, um, mm-hmm. and and consequently, you know, hopefully that pushes them to grow. And I think the other thing is, is the notion of creating proficiency means that you have to spend time together and the structure that I had for education had defined times, but it's like, well, I would like to take the limitation off of the students that want, should, should students choose to be here a lot. I would like to take that limitation away. And so, Mm -hmm. so students can be here a lot. And I also think too, you know, there's a lot of trees that need work in this garden. It's a big garden. There's a, there's a lot here. Um leaning on advanced students to continue perpetuating the quality of the trees here, I think is that's something that it pulls on the Japanese model a little bit, but honestly, like the, the format for me <clears throat> came from the notion of how 10th uh, planet taught jujitsu. Cause I just, I, I felt like um, they really, there was no, there was no discriminatory uh, notion of level like, uh, you know, as a white belt, you might be rolling with a, 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 blue brown purple or black belt and and that was totally acceptable and Uh a black belt didn't think less of rolling with a white belt and in fact if you're a white belt you would rather roll with a black belt because they're more in control of their body because you can really hurt somebody you know and so it just made a lot of sense Uh just made a lot of sense and i think teaching is what i think teaching is what reinforces concepts i mean your your level skyrocketed when you started teaching you know, so it's like for advanced students to to intermix the education and have advanced students,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Huh. Uh, even though, even though I'm sure there's mixed feelings about it, I think in the end it'll it, it'll be quite valuable.
1: Uh huh. No, I I think it's I I don't know it's it's I think it's great and it's like oh it's here's the next evolution mm-hmm. right to how how Marai teaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I was like. Trying to figure out when I was able to, like, to come, and and it's like, oh, he's like, is he not doing anymore like five five day things? And it's like, no, with uh, it's like the new, so it's like, okay, it's I don't know, it's fine, yeah. that's fine, yeah. But it yeah. was just like, oh, that's no, no, yeah, that's the that's the new format. So, <laughs> but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, all right, no, but it's great, you know. Great. I I think it's I think it's great, and I think it is like it's too, It's it's good having just like a whole i don't know like the whole kind of more advanced pulling up you know people that that haven't had as a, as, as, as as much experience you know and yeah. uh,
0: well and i yeah. think the no, speed I, I think the speed notion for advanced students if you have 3 days you're going to have to you're going to have to be you're going to have to be dialed in from day 1 you have to be dialed in and one of the things right. that i didn't like about the longer class format is the first day was always a lull it was a it right. was a little bit it just wasn't yeah. quite there and so yeah. challenging myself it's
1: like oh we have four more
0: exactly There's four
1: more days it's like we can't blow everything on the first day exactly <laughs> or i mean maybe it's not quite like that but i i know what you're saying it's yeah. like first day you're kind of warming up second third day fourth day you know it's like you're really in there but with three days it's like you got three days and they're gonna go by so quickly you better be on fire from the beginning you know
0: and you have three days and you'll already have you'll already have had lectures you will already have had q a's you'll have a a curriculum that you're expected to have not only digested but also have worked on it's like everybody gets to determine how valuable this time yeah. is here or not you yeah. know and it's and that's ultimately still like in terms of not separating the wheat from the chaff necessarily because it's not like I'm trying to weed people out but allowing advanced students it's like if you want to take this serious I'm going to give you the tools and this new structure uh-huh. to come here and not fuck around you know like let's come here right. and let's 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 make some trees then because right. here's the other thing that the change of structure did for me uh is it is it even though i'm teaching more i have more time right and i didn't think that was possible until i started playing with the new system and then it's Uh like oh this is going to be good because in between classes i have a a chunk of time there's no back to back to back classes in my life anymore which is a lot more sustainable for me yeah yeah
1: no that's that's right yeah it's like all the lectures yeah you have homework to do. There's homework before. There,
0: there's homework. You show
1: up for class. It's not you just show up for class and then
0: you're like you brush on. up.
1: On, yeah, maybe you brush up on the first day or two. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. The the other the you know the kind of the final thing I'll say about the new format is is I will already know what every student is coming focused to work on because that commitment mm-hmm. has to be made and the workshop will already be set up and ready for everybody mm-hmm. to walk in at nine o'clock on mm-hmm. day one. And it's like, okay, we've already had the lectures, we've already had the Q and As, we've already had the curriculums, right. we've already had the discussions of what we're working on. There's right. really, there's really nothing for us to talk about uh, beyond diving straight into designing bonsai, executing technique, and really, really moving ourselves in the right direction. And and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I, I think uh-huh. it's a challenge, and I hope everybody that's coming takes it as a challenge. get their to get their mind right and get dialed in because i think this is also i think this is also kind of that next level of bonsai practice where um you know and this comes from the work that i was doing in the natural environment i really had to kind of mentally prepare for that like i couldn't just walk out there and be like oh yeah i'm out here doing this it was too physical it was too uncomfortable to do that Mm-hmm. I really think the next level of bone size is, is, is really preparing for the moments that you're going to study and you're going to sit down and work and like making that a really intentional gesture instead of mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to go, you know, I don't know, maybe do a little diddly do here and go. I think like, that's great. I think there's activities and there's moments where that's great, but if you're really going to excel sure. at bone size, you're going to sit mm-hmm. down and you're gonna be like, it's time. It's time right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get off my soapbox.
1: No, I think it's great. It's just, I don't know, it's a, it's a interesting. And it's like with, I think, like too, how, because you had to adjust, you had to adjust classes this year. Mm-hmm. And so it's like how, I'm assuming how some of the adjustments with classes and how you were um, maybe then having to teach some of those classes, why people weren't necessarily able, you know, to get there, how that whole thing just kind of transitioned into maybe now what is the curriculum moving forward.
0: Yeah. You want to know the crazy thing is before the pandemic ever started this change. Oh, it was already on the schedule. for us. It. it was already there. Oh, well- like, yeah, the, the, the pandemic.
1: I should know better than to than to, than to think of. No, no,
0: the, I think it's totally legitimate to be like, oh, okay, you had to do you had you know you had to do lectures and and, and you know cl- classes online. It's, it's like, yeah, no, uh, I already knew I already knew we were gonna have to make this change. It just what it did, honestly, if I if I'm just being really honest, is it forced me to. Uh-huh. It forced me to make, and it and it allowed us to, to honestly have a beta year. A beta year uh-huh. because the the discussion at the beginning of 2020 is if we're going to be changing education at Marai, we're going to have to sample this. How is this going to go? What are students going to think? Can we get the feedback? Well, the pandemic right. just allowed us to beta <laughs> the like next here. format, you know, like because it was like, well, all this is the best we can do. So if it, <laughs> we're going to make it as good as we possibly can. But if there's or, if there's uh-huh. issues, by all means, help us make it. But be- it right. was really that was real serendipitous, uh, honestly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: That's pretty interesting.
0: It is interesting. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there, I don't want to uh, preach about the positivity of the pandemic. Cause I think that's, that would be uncouth. Uh, and I don't necessarily believe that, but if I were taking some lemonade away from the lemons, yeah. that, that would be one of them is it really helped us refine yeah. that model.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there's, it's all like, how do you, you know, I don't know. It's like, how do you look at it? Cause you know, I don't, There, there's some, you know, some horrible things that have happened from the pandemic, but like same thing with me and been with doing, with doing bonsai, it's like, well, this, I kept saying like, same thing. It's like, I need to cut back. I need to cut back. This year was not, 2020 was not the year I was cutting back, mm-hmm. you know, cause it was like looking at my schedule and there were times where like six weeks I was gone. Mm-hmm. Six weeks I was gone, and then all of a sudden covid it's like, oh, okay, so it forced me it forced me to make a shift it forced me the same thing to i knew what I wanted to do, but the pandemic forced me to to start making that
0: that change so yeah, yeah, you were the busiest man in bonsai you were the busiest man in Bonsai yeah. hands down one hundred and twenty percent i I, yeah. I feel like like I think about how much I traveled, you know, and then I looked at like how much Bjorn and Maro traveled and then I watched how much you travel and it's like, it just, it just kept getting more and more ramped up, which I think is really, which I think is really interesting because, um, and, and it's, and it's, it's interesting in a really positive way because of that, like ramping up, you know, the number of people that, have a desire to do bonsai at the level to put in that kind of time on the road and that kind of work and that kind of uh of effort th- there there has developed a little bit of like a threshold it's not an elitist thing either it's just a sh- simple determination and and willingness and want to do bonsai at a professional level th- that has become the that has become kind of the the not the proving ground but that's where you earn your stripes and meet people and expose people to your process and get the experience of working on species across a, a a very diverse climate range and, you know, like work out a lot of design and technical issue. Like it, it is, it is the, it is the growing field for bonsai professionals that, and to see that, to see how much you were traveling and the rate that you were improving, you know, was, was, it was really interesting to recognize, Oh, to become a bonsai professional to a degree, um, y- 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 you now do have to meet this level of desire to be doing it. And that, that does, I think, coal a, lo- a-, a lot of people and raise the level of bonsai professionals that are successfully functioning as bonsai professionals uh, in the Western world. That's awesome. How much mm. because it's because again it's not a it's not a uh elitist thing it's not a uh it's not a discussion of like uh who you know you know getting your working your way in it's just like sure. do 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 you want to be a bone type professional bad enough to grind uh to the level that other bone type professionals that are now functioning and capable of sustaining them of uh, as bo- themselves as bone type professionals were willing to grind like do you do you want do you love it enough? To put in that kind of work, in, in a lot of ways, it's almost a self-selective uh, process in the same way that the grueling grind of the Japanese apprenticeship was. You know, it's like for Mr. Kimura, it's like, are you willing to put up with this guy yelling at you and things kind of not being very fun and working your ass off for, you know, 18 hours a day, seven days a week? Or do you want to do bonsai that bad? And most people said no you know, (laughs) and it's, and, and so it's, it's a really beautiful, uh, um, it's a really beautiful synonym, if you will, in terms of conceptually thinking about the Japanese apprenticeship model, weeded people out through the rigor of the apprenticeship. The Western professional model is weeding people out through the rigor of, of the grind of what it takes to establish yourself as a professional. I think that's a good thing. I think Uh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. because it yeah. because I do still believe and I think you're the first one to really prove it I mean I I guess Maro didn't uh apprentice in Japan but I, he he definitely cut his teeth in Europe and in North America and you're kind of the first non-European North American educated perfect not the first excuse me I want to be respectful not the first but but you are a North American educated yeah. bonsai professional that that was you know willing and passionate and wanted to put in put in the work and, and do that grind it's, pr- it's pretty yeah. badass yeah it's really badass
1: well it's like i knew i knew like in order to get to where in my head i wanted to be i knew i had to do it full time and then like i just looked at you and one of the other was like peter warren mm-hmm. i remember him when he got back and he came over and he just he traveled and you travel and it's like well I guess that's what you got to do, yes, you know? And weird. so it's like, well, I guess that's what you got to do. And so I did. And then, yeah, like we talked about before, but just like it snowballed. And part of it was like the the, the demand was there, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then the want for my work. And so it's like, oh, he, I, I actually, I told Jim Doyle, this was um, like, when I first decided to do Bones Eye full time, one of my goals was like to work at, at nature's way, you know, that was one of my goals. Cause I knew like, like pretty everyone has, has come through there. And I remember like seeing you there and it's like, well, wouldn't that be something if, if, if Jim would ask me, you know? And so that was, you know, so like some things like that were fun too, where it's like, that was, that was a goal of mine. And so then now it's like, well, here we come back every, every other year, every year, something like that have, you know, some type of consistent, you know, return to that. So that that's neat. But, um, yeah, it's just looking at, looking at you and you and Peter were the two like bonsai professionals where it's like, oh, that's mm. that's what they do. So I guess yeah, that's what I, that's what I gotta do. Well,
0: but and, and and here's here's the evolution of this though. Like I think this is really interesting too because when I was in Japan and you, I was looking, I was looking at Mark Marco and You know, I was mm-hmm. looking at Mark Nolanders. I was looking at Kevin Wilson. I was looking at. Um, I I was looking at those, those were the Western personalities, um, that seemed like they were, they were having a, a prominent impact on the art form in the Western world. And, and one of the similarities there was that they were incredibly artistically talented and wonderful at at transformations and and designing and the, and they were on the road a lot but i don't think there was as much sort of of the like you know that lifestyle of the traveling bonsai professional i don't think there was as much priority or maybe the the business model or the mentality was that, you know, having your own garden where you establish this collection and eventually bring people to you. It hadn't grown to that yet. Right. It was it was like, right. here's this here is how we are making a living and this is how we sustain ourselves. And they really carved out the footprint for, you know, younger professionals or, or professionals to come along and then transition from travel to having a facility. But when you talk about all of the it seems like all of the really prominent traveling bonsai professionals in the Western world now, th- their travel and their work is also associated with a garden, uh, uh-huh. and 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 a, a little bit of a sort of demonstrative reinforcement of their teaching in the product and quality of their uh-huh. work, and and uh-huh. that's a beautiful thing as well, right. because now there is a. And it's not to say that any of the the pioneers that sort of carved out the professional path in the Western world couldn't have had their own garden or didn't have their own garden or didn't uh, mm-hmm. have students come study. That's not what I'm saying. But I think that's become a very common problem uh commonly accepted necessity in the in the current professional model is to be mm-hmm. cultivating trees that show what you're capable of show the fruits of the techniques that you have to teach people and and, mm-hmm. and that becomes a marketing tool of like hey this is what we can do if you're interested in this mm-hmm. approach i can teach mm-hmm. that too you, you know sure And that's raising the level too, because having to care for a garden, seeing the techniques fail or succeed, developing the horticultural knowledge, the aesthetic evolution, that's driving things forward at a very rapid pace.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is why, full circle, back to the beginning, I'm so fucking pumped that you're building a workshop (laughs) and that the ash came down. Yeah. 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 First branch bonsai, (laughs) about ready to get it. Yeah. It's going to be great. It I'm is. really,
1: like, I'm really, I'm just really excited. I really am. I'm I'm just, I can't, like cutting the ash. That was the first step, you uh-huh. know, that's the first thing that needed to happen. And then it's, yeah, I just, I'm so excited about, about the, the next phase of this whole thing. So.
0: Well, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to tell you the offer still stands. If you ever want to truck all of the trees yeah. out of your backyard and go in for seven days with equipment and just renovate that garden. I'm in. I'm yeah. totally in.
1: No, no, no. I actually, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was demoing, um, when I was demoing like in inside of the inside of the workshop. It's like that's probably something I I need to do. Yeah, and then it's like because it's like have a nice workshop, but then still I don't know. It's like get just get everything so it looks. It looks really nice.
0: Yeah, you know. Yep.
1: It's like I also. It's like all right. So let's, yeah, keep saving. Like keep saving money, so like you can keep doing. It. But I also understand now what you were saying. Like, we we're having a talk one time because you're like, I hate, I hate money because it it keeps me from doing what I want to do or yeah. something like that. You're tired. It's like oh. I, I kind of, I start to
0: understand that because uh, yeah. it's
1: like, oh, I want to, I want to do, it's like, I want to do stuff, but it all costs money. You it know? all so.
0: costs money. You got to keep making money. Yeah. It goes quicker than it comes in. You know, it's like, and then yeah. you become, and, the, and you know what it is? It's an impediment. It's an impediment to realizing, listen, Jeff Bezos, if he were a design, architecture, interior, whatever, any kind of creative with that kind of money, can you imagine mm-hmm. what he would be building? right you know what i'm saying bill gates although yeah. bill Gates' house is dope to the nth degree and and uh, and uh you been there no i've never been there nope but bolenshwinski jackson is a prominent seattle architecture firm and in bolenshwinski jackson's uh, they have two books Uh, Acadian architecture, which Thomas Engelwitz gifted me as my introduction to Bolanchwinski Jackson, super solid. And then they have a self-titled book after that. But, um, one of the projects is Bill Gates house in inside Uh, of it. So you see the architectural plans, all the buildings, the design of the land. And, Mm uh, and, and, and I think, I think Bill and Linda were like super involved in the design and like an integral part of it. So it was really, that was really cool. That's what money can build you Mm -hmm. kind of a thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: no yeah. but
1: I'm serious I really do I really think it I think it'd be it yeah I'm not sure what It it's coming it's coming but I think that's something too that it's, it's that's going to be necessary is to redo the whole garden of it too mm-hmm. you know of, of, of my place and so that yeah you'll be you'll be the one to yes the you'll be the one to do. yeah no I'll, I, I will I'll take you up on that
0: love so, it love it Todd, so good to catch up, brother. I miss you. Yeah,
1: it's good. To, yeah, I miss you too. Yeah. So
0: we'll uh, we'll have to stay in touch. We, last year you came out over the Christmas break. This year, life looks a little different. Yeah. Did we celebrate New Year's together last year? I think we did.
1: No, it was actually the year before.
0: Oh, was it the year before? Yeah. Sure last
1: year, I forget where you were, but you were somewhere because you posted a picture of like some juniper that you had flipped up. That you were working on. Oh, on that.
0: that's right. Yeah, last year was Legoland in California. The California covered uh, wagon. And there it was. Yeah, yeah. Huh. My, how time flies. Uh, well, this year, I have no idea where I'll be. No. Yeah. No idea. Somewhere good, hopefully. You will. Right on, brother. Well, good luck with the construction. Yeah, thank you. Let me know. Put out the bat signal when you're ready for some landscaping. and uh, yeah. And we'll catch you on the other side, man. Sounds good. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Take care. See you later. Bye. Bye.